0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, May 28th, we look at Lesson 9, Jacob the Supplanter. Together, let's find out about the story of Jacob and what God has in store for
1: us. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the
0: privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are at Lesson 9, Jacob the Supplanter, and our memory text comes from Genesis chapter 27, verse 36, and it says, And Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he supplanted me these two times, took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? Mm. So Jacob the supplanter. A little bit of sibling rivalry there. Yeah, just a little bit, right? <laughs> so Michael, let's jump straight into it. Tell us about, a little bit about Jacob and Esau in Sunday's lesson. Yeah, so we're walking through Genesis chapter 25, and we
1: have these uh, d- uh, very interesting descriptions of these uh, two brothers here. And of course, the the story of their sibling rivalry goes all the way back to when uh, Rachel was, or excuse me, Rebecca was pregnant with them. And uh, after after they're born, the first comes out red and uh, then the other brother comes out uh jacob that is grasping esau's heel and so (laughs) here you go uh, that that rivalry right from the very beginning and it shows uh, kind of this description of of contrast Esau as this as the bible says a skillful hunter a man of the open country while jacob was content to stay at home among the tents so right. again, uh, a contrast, you know, this this kind of adventuresome uh, sibling versus the stay at home mama's boy. Uh, and so here <laughs> you have these two. Um, and, and of course, it leads up to the porridge, the the stew, the birthright that eventually, uh, Jacob is able to get, uh, the blessing of the birthright. So, uh, just this, this contrast that's here, um, between these two brothers and, uh, in terms of their, what they wanted to, what was, what they valued, what was important to them. Right. Right. And, uh, Jacob, uh, not only is, you know, a different personality, but, but there is this indication that he is um, very spiritually sensitive. He's keen on this birthright, um, not so much because of all the wealth, but but there is a certain spiritual blessing and he's yearning for this and sees his brother uh, doesn't really appreciate um, this kind of thing. So the sibling rivalry ultimately culminates in that episode with the, the porridge, the, the stew. And after that, Uh, There are consequences. Jacob has to flee, which leads us to the story of Jacob's ladder. Uh, Buster,
0: uh, why don't you uh, (laughs) (laughs) tell us about that? So this is Genesis 28 verses 10 through 22. And uh, the principal contributor, uh, Dr. Dukon, he makes this wonderful correlation between Genesis 11, uh, 1 through 9, which is the Tower of Babel, right? So Tower of Babel, they're trying to... uh, create a structure that can get them to heaven. Uh, I think it's a response of man's to the flood, right? But also man's want to be synonymous with God. They want to reach heaven on their own efforts. And as a result, there's confusion because God destroys not only their tower, but scatters them. uh, Structures our language where they can no longer communicate. There's confusion. But here in Genesis 28, we find that Jacob has his dream And there's this ladder that goes up to heaven, but it's not by man's effort. It's by God's. And God is sharing with him, hey, I'm going to I'm going to fulfill my promise that I've promised through Abraham. It's going to continue through you. And not only that, uh, Jacob, when he wakes up, he calls this place Bethel, which is house Mm -hmm. of God. God, Mm -hmm. you are you're not confusing. This is your effort. This is what you're doing. I'm just trying to follow what you're doing. Uh, and the lesson also brings up here in Genesis uh, 28, verse 22, and I will go ahead and read that for for our audience here. Uh, once again, that's Genesis 20, uh, yeah, 28, verse 22, and it and it says this: It says, "And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house, and all that you have given me, I shall sh- I will surely give you. Uh, I will surely give a tenth to you." And so we see here that not only is Jacob responding and saying. God, thank you for what you've done, but also I respond by giving you a tenth of everything that I own, right? So we see that he's thankful, but it's also not his efforts, but man's response to God's efforts is what God is after, right? Uh, Because God is good. This is why we do what we do, because we love God, because we're thankful, because hopefully our houses and our hearts are his houses, um, and so, Michael, that leaves us with Tuesday's lesson. The deceiver is now deceived. <laughs>
1: yeah, so a, a, a twist of of irony here, right? Right. Uh, and uh, here we have this, this story while he's on the journey. He uh, travels to, as the Bible says, to the eastern peoples into the open country, to the flocks of sheep. uh and so finally, eventually makes his way to Padan Aram. And when he's there, he's at the well and he meets this uh, beautiful, beautiful girl um, and figures out who she is, discovers that um, she is the daughter of uh, Laban and uh, begins to see that there's a kind of a family connection. And uh, and so he, he's he's excited. He's he's smitten. Um, of course, he goes home and works for him with the idea that, uh, for seven years that he will accumulate some wealth, some status that will allow him to, uh, be a good, uh, bachelor back in those times. It was a, a, you know, a, a different arrangement for falling in love. And, uh, and, and so he does that. And then of course there's the wedding after seven years and, uh, he goes ahead and, Uh, is is deceived and that's the title of this uh, this lesson the deceiver deceived here he's done this to someone else now here he is himself uh, deceived he's taken by laban who gives leah instead of instead of rachel a familiar story uh and and a tragic story right i mean you have to wonder for leah you know how does it feel to be second (laughs) (laughs) uh but yet she's the oldest. So there's a certain cultural expectation. So he works for another seven years, and from that, eventually, now he marries both of the sisters. And um, obviously, Rachel is the the favored wife. Um, but but the sort of um, it's kind of a, a a treacherous story in a way, you know, here here he is uh, with with this desire to to marry. Uh, And yet uh, Laban now deceives him. So uh, it's interesting how in life so many times that that, you know, people think they are going to get away with it until they find themselves in the same predicament uh, that they uh, caused sometimes for
0: themselves. So um, it's kind of a poetic justice, I guess we'd say, Buster. Right. But, you you know, uh, I want to bring this correlation here. Because uh, mm-hmm. immediately my mind goes to Galatians chapter 6, verses 8 and 9, for he mm. who sows the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, right? Yeah. And who sows the spirit will, uh, will reap everlasting life. But at the same yeah. time, we also see some people that are undeserving of punishment, and they still go through hard times. We're going to get into Joseph in a couple of weeks, and we find some people that deserve much worse than they get, and it seems as though they get away with it, right? Uh, sometimes yeah. this is just life itself that happens and mm-hmm. ultimately God is in control and he is at the end of the day that's why he is judge and we are not and he He right. will deal with it right so sometimes we mm-hmm. look at people and it seems like they're getting away with all manner of evil and eventually it will catch up with them even if it's mm-hmm. not here in our lifetime right uh in eternity God will God will deal with it um and so I, I don't want our audience to walk away thinking well if I supplant then I will I will be supplanted. If I never supplant, then I will never be supplanted, right? No, sometimes you will do the right thing. And Christ tells us sometimes you'll be persecuted because you love me, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so, but here we see a direct correlation of Jacob. He was a deceiver and therefore he was deceived. Uh, And I wonder if there was some wisdom that he didn't have as a result of not seeing what was happening. It almost seems like I think there's a principle here,
1: and obviously there's exceptions, as you point out, that when people do certain kinds of things, for example, uh, tending to take advantage of people, say with finances or something, that they can be blind to these same kinds of things. They become maybe more vulnerable, but you're, you're right. I've seen that happen too, where it's like, okay, there's the person, that's the oppressor, Seems to always get away with it, but yeah. um, thank the Lord that there will be an ultimate reckoning, a judgment that
0: um, they won't get away with it forever. So now, what, what I've seen, right? Yeah, no, yeah. What I've seen, Michael, is that oftentimes those who are deceiving become greedy, and they try to get more. And when mm. they get try to get more, is when they when they're found out. Or they can try to see their ways, and they repent, and they turn the other way. And mm-hmm. as a result of that, God forgives them, and people forgive them. Uh, I've seen that happen as well. Uh, So uh, please live our lives accordingly to the word, but uh, don't ascribe to everyone that gets in trouble or something bad happens to them like Joseph Mm -hmm. or Job and saying, well, they must've done something bad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how does this impact our families, Buster? Uh, You know, the, this next one is the blessing of family. And I think it should be called the case against polygamy. (laughs) i can't imagine buster <laughs> you know uh as you're reading this I, I i'm just putting in today's context which is a uh, cardinal rule that you should not uh, immediately jump in but uh the the children of jacob he had children with leah he had children with rachel he had children with bilhah i think it's is mentioned here as well stress, yeah yep the servants and and you see here that there's this thing that happens in and uh, God hears them because they're crying out, Lord, you gave her a son. Why don't you give me a son? And so God opens up their womb and God blesses them with kids. But at the same time, you can imagine, Michael, the angst and the tribulation uh, the, the, the tribulation that occurred as a result of having all these wives and all these children. And we, a matter of fact, we, we're about to see it once again in, in, uh, in a couple of weeks from now. Uh, just sounds so intense buster yes right <laughs> and so but one thing we do see here is that uh these these women especially as they were calling out to god to bless their womb god heard them and 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 helped them uh now this is not the case with everyone uh now in the bible we see people like hannah and hannah begged the lord please open up my womb and gave her samuel and she dedicated samuel to the lord but uh, for our female listeners and our male listeners here that have struggled with infertility, I don't want to tre- I want to tread lightly here and don't want to say, well, it's because you're not praying enough that that's why God hasn't opened up your womb. Uh, yeah, that's that's not the case here. Uh, but we do see here that God is active in the birthing process. Right. Mm-hmm. It is literally a miracle. Uh, scientists believe they know exactly how it works, but they really don't. <laughs> um God works it out. Um, And so here we see that the blessing of family, uh, the lineage of being fruitful and multiply was occurring here. And indeed Jacob uh, was fruitful and multiplied. Um, And there's also this aspect that's cultural too, right? I mean,
1: you have the family and the head of the family and the children. um, And so part of your livelihood is being able to have children and uh, your flocks and your herds and your servants So the more that you have, the more status you'll have in society and also security, right? Your children and your grandchildren, that's your retirement plan.
0: There's no 401k for for Jacob here. Well, And we see that he was very well taken care of in his old age, you know, um, as a result of what Jacob or what, what Joseph and his brothers would do, which is going back and forth to Egypt and looking after dad, making sure that he was taken care of. Right. So Michael, right. you're, you're exactly right. Family indeed is a blessing. Mm. Um, but I, I think this is a lesson for all of us to do it the the correct way. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the it, it, yeah. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, new, the new Testament uh, clearly outlines, you know, one man, one woman. Mm-hmm. And I think there's wisdom in that because of cases like this, where the sibling rivalry, the, yeah. uh, the marital strife that happens as a result of having multiple wives uh, was just so much to overcome that mm-hmm. that's why we prescribe to the one male and one female uh, uh, portion of marriage. And so uh, as, as we look here, family is a blessing. And so hopefully we look at our families as a blessing. Exactly. So, so now, Michael, tell us about Jacob leaving. Yeah, so Genesis three. Verses
1: 25 to 32 talks about the increase, kind of what we're talking about in terms of the uh, economics of what's happening here, in terms of the socioeconomic, the cultural milieu. And uh, it's it's based on, on animals and servants and all of those things. And and Jacob's flocks increase and mm. um and it seems like uh, no matter what Laban tries to do to slow him down, it just is never able to, to, to really do that. And he remains faithful to God, and in this case, his uh, everything increases greatly. It says, uh, and so uh, at some point he realizes, okay, enough is enough. It's time to actually uh, time to actually go. And so that kind of brings a, a wrap to this story where uh this beginning with deception being deceived all of these things eventually it's time to go his flocks having truly increased he um, has now married both of the sisters Um, god has provided a way for him and so and part of the theme here in this lesson in genesis is the story of the redeemer of the promised redeemer to come Uh, and that's why you know having a son and the progeny is just so important to this story is because they want to keep that uh, hope alive, that promise of a blessing, the promise of redemption. And so um, and, and, and that's really uh, what is uh, going on as we look at this lesson, the story of Jacob. And um, we see here uh, God has truly blessed and provided for him.
0: Yeah, you know, you know Michael, it, what's What's interesting here is that not only was Jacob blessed, but Laban was blessed too. Uh, so oh, I like that as, Good point. as mm-hmm. he increased his flocks, Laban's flocks increased as well. Laban's even matter of, matter of fact is like, wait, are you getting the best of the best? All right, But Jacob's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm in charge. So, you know, anyways, but yeah. you see that Laban was blessed as a result of the 14 years of labor that he got from Jacob and Jacob was blessed as well. And then there's a time to to pick up and go. And that's exactly Hmm. what they did. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, um, any, any final takeaways, Buster? No, uh, I, I think that's pretty straightforward. We'll finish up the lesson of Jacob next week uh, where there's a reunion with Esau, but also the the rest of his life. I'm looking, looking forward to that. All right. Well, without any further ado, uh, I think that puts a wrap
1: for this week. So this is Sue. And Swoops. Signing Signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years
0: provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swau.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.